Every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive, Y'all. I'm your host, Jessica Clayton, and I'm the marketing coordinator here at Rocket IT. Today, I have Anthony Rodriguez and Ann Carol Pitts joining me. Guys, thank you so much for being here. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Hi, Jessica. So Anthony and Ann Carroll are co-founders and producing artistic director and associate producer for Aurora Theater. And so for some of our members who or some of our watchers who may not have heard of Aurora Theater, can you just briefly explain what your organization does and what you're responsible for in your roles? Certainly. Well, we're a 26-year-old company born and raised in Gwinnett County. We started in Duluth before we moved to the city of Lawrenceville. We produce a full season of plays, musicals, stand-up comedy, children's events, children's shows, classes, camps. We also run the Lawrenceville Ghost Tour. So we do a wide variety of entertainment. We grew very large in Duluth. And then we moved the organization to the city of Lawrenceville, where we have a beautiful facility. And now we're on the verge of a huge expansion into the Lawrenceville Arts Center, which should come online towards the middle end of October of this year. I'm the producing artistic director, president and CEO as well. So I make sure that we have the funding that we need. We over, I oversee all of the projects and make sure that we have the right teams in place for each project that we're working on. And a lot of times I just let the staff do what the staff do because they're incredible. I support all that he does. I'm also a musician by trade. So I music direct all the shows in house. We have a big commitment to live music. And we also want to foster that that live experience because we feel like it's a visceral reaction to a show versus hearing a show on tracks. So I support that. Mm -hmm. And we also work with, we also have a paid professional apprentice company that we're really proud of too. After people get out of their college or a training track of any type, we want to make sure that they have a professional experience because they're just early career professionals. They're not here to start from scratch with us, but we do want to be able to amplify their message and help them start their career in the same blessed way that we've been able to have our career. Wow. So it sounds like you guys are really busy. That That's great that you guys have so much going on. About how many performers do you tend to have either per show or annually? And then how many attendees or audiences, audience members do you guys see? Great question, Jessica. We do 852 performances that are ticketed out of this facility currently. We have a full-time staff. Wow. Well, right now it's a little different. Post-COVID numbers and pre-COVID numbers are, are a little different. But we have, generally have mm -hmm. a full-time staff of about 14. And then we 
hire probably 200 artists a year when we're looking at every single project that we do annually. So it, it's it's a rather robust mm-hmm. and dynamic organization on all levels. Well, and we see about 80,000 patrons. So so what we hope to do with the Lawrenceville expansion is is use that same amount of success that we've had to be able to encourage our audiences to not only see theater in the same vibrant way, but to, to be a part of music offerings, cabaret offerings. And I think with the new spaces, we'll be able to take our audience, we'll be able to grow and build our audience, but at the same time, grow and build a, a music following audience too. And hopefully we're going to add dance to that as well. And the Lawrenceville Arts Center is uniquely built to also house some some rental for it might be a wedding, might be a corporate party, mm-hmm. a special event of some kind. But we're going to be able to engage our community in a variety of ways that we haven't been able to do before. Wow, that sounds great. And so how does the theater go about attracting the talent for those performances? And how do you kind of go about attracting new audiences who want to see? Well, I think we're very fortunate that Georgia is now one of the big TV and film capitals in the United States. So we have actors We have always had actors that are at the top of their game, best in the region, but now we have new and incredible talent moving to Atlanta. And so as long as we're flexible with our understudies, those people can come here, they can have a great stage career, but they may get a one-day job that pays them more than our entire contract. So that's where our apprentices become very, very helpful. We make sure we have a robust understudy plan so that when they're in a film, they can leave for the day and you will get every bit as great a performance. So as many times as we can, we hire our, our directors locally, our designers locally, and our talent locally. And then when we really want to make sure that we're more representational of a global community. And we sometimes bring in certain individuals that we feel might be able to tell a story a little bit better than we can here by ourselves. And attracting new audiences is an ongoing process year by year, season by season. Every every program that we choose, we have to evaluate how it will resonate with our community. We started a new program during covid called Aurora Welcomes. It was a series where we invited people to put in a proposal for a cabaret or a show of some sort that they wanted to produce. We would give them support in that way, and then we would split proceeds with the group. And that that engaged a whole new crop of folks that we had not had before and brought in different audiences. And so we'll continue to do that, and we'll continue to have a wide variety of programming to you know, to serve our community because it is the most diverse community in the Southeast. And we understand that we want to reach as many people. We want them to know that Aurora Theater and the Lawrenceville Arts Center are theirs and all are welcome. And especially going with the the local organizations that emphasis, what impact do you think that that places on maybe people who, you know, are just coming into Aurora Theater, just learning about it? How do you think those local partnerships help benefit and push them into maybe coming to see your performance? Well, I always look at what are the barriers that stand in our way. And so if we look on the outside of a building and we don't know about it, sometimes we say, no, that's not for us. And we make a total judgment, sometimes the way, unfortunately, people do about other people, which is also saddening. But you make that determination. That's probably not for me. 
if it looks a certain way. So what we feel like is every time someone comes into contact with something that they're excited about, like in our courtyard, we're going to have free Wi-Fi so that young people from the college or young high school people can come over and just chill and hang out after school, do their homework because that Wi-Fi is there. We learned during COVID when people said, okay, we're going to do all this digital learning and we're going to do all this remote learning. If you don't have a tablet and you don't have an internet connection, some of the most basic keys to learning, how were you supposed to get that education? So we're committed to any and all are here. And we feel like that starts with the outside connection. Tell them about your, when you get to go to Chile. Yeah, I was in Chile for a theater festival and I saw these amazing courtyards that the art center had on either side of it. And after school, all of those children would show up and, you know, they were all in their different groups, but they were creating art. They might have been doing chalk drawings. They might have been dancing. They might have been singing, walking on stilts, juggling. It was amazing how many different activities were taking place at the same time. But they they owned that space as their very own. They felt welcome. They felt engaged. And we wanted to find as many ways as possible to connect Aurora Theater and the Lawrenceville Arts Center to our community in a way where they don't have to feel like they need to buy a ticket to be welcomed to the space. They can just mm-hmm. engage with the space. And there are a number of ways. Community involvement. Exactly. There are a number of ways. I'm really glad at first we were toying with the idea of being Lawrenceville Performing Arts Center. And I'm glad that the city felt like a better description would be the Lawrenceville Arts Center because you're going to see sculpture outside. Mm-hmm. We have a gallery. The Mary Kistner Gallery is inside. We want to feature and curate actual fine art. We've always sold art throughout our building. We've always acted as an art uh, amplifier. So we want to continue to be an art gallery that people come if they see a show. We hope to theme the art around what the what the theme of the show is so that you're coming from for an overall experience. I hope we're going to be able to do some VIP events so that when we're, if we're doing a show uh, with a Mexican culture, that maybe the VIP event is having Mexican hors d'oeuvres that night before the show, maybe a little tequila tasting. So I think all those things are going to be great as ways to say, it's not only about the theater piece, it's about the food of a culture. It's about the dance of a culture. It's about the art of a culture. And so those ways, I believe, Mm -hmm. once people begin to intersect in one way, then they start to look at other ways they can engage. And the beauty of the Lawrenceville Art Center is the way the architects worked to design the space made, made it super comfortable for the patrons, right? We did that. But unlike some performing arts centers, it's not simply designed for the patron experience. It's also designed for the artists that work there and the comforts that they have and the ability for us to have spaces that allow us to connect with the community in a way we haven't been able to do before. And I think the architects did an incredible job at making that possible. That is so great. I can't wait for especially members of the community to be able to, you know, experience the Lawrenceville Art Center and like see it in its holistic form. Cause I, I do agree where, you know, sometimes you might go to a performance and you get this great experience, but I think combining the art, maybe the music and all the other cultural aspects will help paint a full, beautiful picture. When we go to open the space, it won't be a traditional gala experience where you simply walk in, go into the theater and experience entertainment. There will be entertainment. 
You will get to see the spaces, but we're going to do it in a very different and super incredibly engaged way with the folks that come to see the space. And you said that would be ready about the end of October? Mid to end October is when we should be able to actually put people in the facility. Exciting. So we're going to make sure to, if there's any dates or a website where people can get more information, we'll definitely leave that in the description box below so people can keep up with that and not miss out on that great reveal. Oh, good. And we're and we're really still raising funds for the capital campaign. This is a city project. We are so proud of them. You see very few cities in the entire United States who actually invest monetary capital into the arts. The city of Lawrenceville is really innovative in their trust of us and in their experience that they're creating for this community. I know that they serve the citizens of Lawrenceville, but this is definitely a state of Georgia project. And Anthony and I really hope to amplify this all over the country, that if you do not put the weight of building the building on the nonprofit arts company, then they can be charged with making sure that more audiences are welcomed more often. So we're we're very excited about what they have done and what they have actually invested and, and the trust that they've shown us to be able to make sure that all people are here. I think our biggest challenge ahead is really making sure people know this is a professional arts organization. So although we will have the availability for our dance companies to come in and showcase the children that have been faithfully taking lessons all year and and to help with piano recitals, dance recitals, it really is going to be a place where professional companies will be amplified. We hope to have some Broadway performers here doing their cabarets. We, you know, we purposefully have three bays out back so that you might be able to see a headliner comic on a Friday night and Saturday night come back and see a professional orchestra. So we have the abilities to, to do those things now. And I think, again, the challenge and why we're glad that Rocket IT has really invested in us is because we want to make sure that people know this is a professional theater. These people don't have other jobs. They are they are seen on Stranger Things. They are seen on every Marvel movie. They are seen on the res- resident. I mean, most of the, the cast members of the resident are Atlanta based actors now. And we're real proud of that. That is amazing. Yes, we have to support the arts and we have to support the artists, especially in the community that reflects them. Yes. Amen. So is there anything else you would like to share with our viewers today? Come see us. Right. Arts organizations across the country have been, you know, terribly affected by COVID. We were shut down for a while. It's still complicated to make sure that we're keeping our audiences safe and healthy. And we never planned on being public safety professionals, but here we are being public health professionals and trying to ensure that our audiences and our artists and our volunteers and our staff are all kept as safe as possible. We have no intention of closing down again, but we need to move forward. And that means that we all have to work together to make that possible. I think when we were really small, people didn't even come to see shows. They came to see Anthony. Anthony <laughs> would go meet them at the at the Gwinnett Chamber and they'd go, let's go see what that Anthony guy's doing. And then they would come and meet me. Oh, that's the piano player. We were itty, itty bitty. 
for so long and people came mm-hmm. to see us and it was like hosting a dinner party. And as we've grown, we've tried to maintain that same kind of friendship with so many people. And so in the midst of COVID, I would say the best and greatest thing that they could do to honor that we are here and that we are are both lovers of our patrons and lovers of our artists is that instead of coming in with the idea that we are against each other is to re-remember that we are a community. And when we make big decisions, we're making those decisions for safety of the people who sit in the seats and the safety of those artists on stage. So I've just been a little challenged in this year to see people be so hateful to each other. And I think that if we remember why people originally came to our little hardware store in Duluth, why they came to Lawrenceville and why this big, incredible art center is opening, it's because we all mostly believe a lot of the same things. And I think that love that neighbor has got to extend to the health of our neighbor and the safety of our neighbor. Beautifully spoken. Yes, I definitely agree. And so I think you guys shared a lot of great information about Aurora Theater, and I'm going to make sure to leave links in the description box below, especially if we can find maybe a website or a flyer so that our viewers and our watchers can definitely not miss out on that new expansion. That concludes this episode of Thrive, y'all. We'll see you on our next.